You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Radio Live. You're listening to Father Randall Kiesel here at the Church of St. Michael in Pine Island, Minnesota. What an awesome day. Our Lord is so good to us. And we need to remember this every day and even every hour if we can uh, in our busy lives and so much that's happening, living our faith. And today we're blessed here, the last interview of our time together, Dr. Roland Miliare. I think I'm pronouncing that right, but Dr. Roland, welcome to uh, the show here this morning. Well, good morning. Thank you for having me, Father Randall. You're, you're most welcome. And you are the Vice President of Curriculum and the Director of Shepherd's Heart of the St. John Paul II Foundation. Uh, we're blessed to have you here with us. And before we get into the, the heart of the interview, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, where are you from, and how did you find yourself to be in this spot today? Sure, great. Um, thank you. So I am a native Houstonian, so I'm born and raised in Great right state of Texas. You know, my parents are from the Philippines. I am a um, long, or I've, I've been a long-term student. Right, so I, I studied theology at the undergraduate level at Franciscan, and got uh, a doctorate in sacred theology at the University of Saint Mary of the Lake in Mundelein. So I'm a dogmatic theologian, although maybe being dogmatic is not a popular thing to say uh, <laughs> in our in our time. But I don't but, mind but nevertheless, it. Oh, <laughs> uh, and. Uh, you know, the greatest accomplishment, however, is I, I'm I'm married up in the world, married a beautiful wife, Veronica, and I'm blessed with, with two lovely daughters, uh, Gabriella, age uh, seven, and Carolina with a K for Carolina, John Paul II, uh-huh. um, age age four. Um, and as you said, I'm the, the vice president of curriculum uh, for the St. John Paul II Foundation, and basically we have three different initiatives together in holiness, which serves married couples. Uh, we have Shepherd's Heart and Servant's Heart, which serves priests and clergy, forming them in the gospel of life and the gospel of the family. And then Converging Roads, which serves uh, medical professionals. Mm-hmm. Very good. And so and that's where we're going to focus a little bit today. There's a conference coming up, uh, the Converging Roads Conference, uh, Catholic Medicine in a Secular Society. It's going to be held April 2nd, 2022, here in uh, just over a month. It's going to be at St. Mary's University of Minnesota in Minneapolis, and you you will be a panelist as well as the MC for the conference. So, can you tell us a little bit about the the Converging Roads Conference coming up? Sure. So as mentioned, right, it's going to be at St. Mary's University here, a little, little less than a, a month away. Uh, we have an, a great lineup. Uh, you know, the the theme for the day is focusing on Catholic medicine in the secular society. Uh, we're bringing in some great. So we have a local physician, Dr. Lane, speaking on the healthcare worker in the area of secular medical ethics. We have Dr. Moskella from Catholic University speaking on solidarity and subsidiarity. We have Father Tad Pajulik from the National Catholic Bioethics Center speaking on proportionate and disproportionate care. Uh, or a Dominican sister, St. Therese Auer, speaking on the dignity of the person, uh, then Dr. Paul Ruse, who's speaking on, on gender dysphoria. In fact, I mean, if you're looking for someone on, on that topic, uh, I think Dr. Ruse is, in my opinion, one of the best, if not the best. Uh, and then we have Monsignor Shea, uh, mm-hmm. president of U- University of Mary. Um, you know, he's done great things for that university, speaking on mm-hmm. sacramental and, past, uh, and spiritual care for the dying. Uh, and then uh, myself, along with Dr. Paquette, speaking on infer- infertility and surrogacy. 
Oh, very good. Yeah, Dr. Paquette is a doctor in the, the Twin Cities, is that correct? Dr. Mary Paquette. Yes, yeah. Dr. Mary Paquette. Yes, very there's good. two Paquettes there at that clinic. Yes. <clears throat> That's right. Both uh, Mary and her husband are doctors in practice. And, and now going back to Dr. Lane, uh, where is Dr. Lane from? Uh, you know, Dr. Lane, he is a member of the committee. He's, he's local, uh, a very active member of the Catholic uh, Medical Association. Yeah, I'm uh, wondering. I know a Dr. Lane in Rochester here. I'm just, yep, it's the same one. Uh, yep. I'm Dr. John Lane, he's a, uh, at the Mill Clinic School of Medicine, so many of our listeners might know uh, Dr. Lane here in the Rochester area as well. You have a great lineup, uh, Dr. Roland. It looks really awesome. And so can you... Uh, can, can you say, who, who is this particularly geared toward? Who might be interested in coming to this conference? Sure. So primarily, you know, it's geared, obviously, towards healthcare professionals. There's continuing education hours available to uh, physicians, nurses, uh, chaplains, social workers. And then, obviously, it's geared towards, you know, um, medical students, nursing students, but really anyone who is interested in, in the gospel life, interested in medical ethics and moral theology. Um, I think just anyone who wants to look at the you know, the varying topics would find something of interest to them. Mm-hmm. And so when you go through uh, this conference, what, what do you hope to have uh, as an accomplishment? So kind of the driving purpose as you look at putting this conference together, and, and what do you hope will be the fruit? Sure. Um, you know, the conference, right, it, this initiative is called Converging Road. So it's that the convergence of the road between healthcare, ethics, right, reason, and faith, um, you know, above all, to, to root people in, in the Church's teaching, right, that every human person is created in the image and likeness of God, right? The dignity of every human person must be recognized from conception to natural death, and there are varying threats to that, right? I mean, I, I, just a quick perusal of topics I referred to earlier, I think, show the different ways in which the culture uh, might undermine that, that dignity, and then it also offers an opportunity for, for fellowship for the varying, you know, Catholic uh, healthcare professionals, uh, time for confession, a time for mass, um, and then hopefully just a chance for healthcare professionals just to renew renew their vocation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very good. And it, and part of this, I, I think the we look at the practice of medicine in our time. Uh, there, there's such a wide influence uh, going into how doctors may approach the practice of medicine. Uh, so, what what would you say? Uh, how does the church, it, through this conference, but in general, try to reach uh, our our Catholic doctors and a broader spectrum, uh, even those doctors not in the church, to try to teach to inform? Uh, what are some? How does the church do that? Yeah, you know, I think of uh, it was a postcard. I think the, the Swiss theologian Hans von Balthasar uh, sent to the young uh, German theologian Joseph Ratzinger, and it said, "Propose the faith, uh, do not presuppose the faith." Uh, and then okay. Converging Roads is doing just that. It's it's proposing the faith, in particular, in these moral areas that that come up. Right? I mean, in these varying struggles that. You know, or questions that may arise for for healthcare professionals. I think part of the problem is you have you know men and women who want to treat you know the Catholic faith like a coat that you can take you know on and off as as you see fit. Right? When really, you know, no matter your vocation, right, you want to integrate the faith. Right? You want that to be the optic through which you approach things. Uh, and so, converging roads, in you know, is particularly obviously focused on 
helping Catholic physicians and nurses and social workers, right, to be able to to see how they how they can integrate into into their work. Right? I mean, and and Catholic healthcare, just healthcare in general, right, has always had the presence of the church. I mean, we we wouldn't have hospitals were not for the very monastic communities or or the church. Um, I think of the German word for for nurse, for example, is you know, Krank Schwester, which literally means a sick sister. But then when you think about it, right, I mean, you know, nurses were, you know, predominantly religious sisters. So That's it right. makes it makes sense, you know. Yeah, in, in this area where I'm at here in Pine Island in Rochester, just south here, uh, there is a long history of that with the Franciscans. Uh, they had uh, they collaborated in the uh, beginning, uh, assisting with the the male brothers and the development of the the male clinic. Uh, they the sisters had St. Mary's Hospital, which is now under the governance of the male clinic, uh, but they had their own hospital. So it, it's a familiar thing in this area, and probably many areas where, uh, and and you're right on. The Catholic Church has done more for the corporal works of mercy and caring for people than any other institution or organization. So it's, it's a marvelous thing that our church has to offer uh, to help doctors, to help others, to be educated and knowledgeable on the principles that ought to guide uh, the, the treatment of persons and the, and the help of persons who are ill or in need of some care in uh, the body. And I'm looking at the various topics you have here uh, Dr. Roland, and uh, are there any of them that jump out to you that that any who might be interested in the conference might especially be interested in? Um, really, I mean, as I look up at, at the particular lineup of both speakers and topics, I mean, all of them. I mean, what's obviously very much a hot topic would be gender gender dysphoria. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's, I think some of the rates, for example, with young girls struggling with gender dysphoria. Have, grown like 600, 800 percent. Um, and so that would be a particular topic that obviously been of interest to clinicians or just just parents. Uh, and Dr. Paul Ruse, uh, as I mentioned earlier, has a, you know, uh, is one of the best speakers on, on that on that particular topic. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but really, I mean, I mean, Father Tad Bajulak, who you mentioned, writes with the NCBC, the National Catholic Bioethics Center, uh, I mean, is you know, does is very methodical in kind of outlining um, you know difficult bioethical principles and making them accessible to to all audiences. Um, you know, and, and someone like Dr. Moskella from CUA, solidarity and subsidiarity. Right, she actually is a person whom you know you could listen to on any you know bioethical topic. Um, well, it looks like a great lineup uh, as well on the the dignity of the human person. Will that go back into uh, John Paul II and and uh, his teachings on the dignity of the human person? Sure, and and just simply, right? I mean, not only the teaching of Saint John Paul II, right, but what we find from from the beginning, right? I mean, in Genesis, you know, chapter one, that God created man, a male and female, right, in His image and and likeness. Um, you know, or C.S. Lewis puts it right. I mean, no, we have never met a mere mortal, right? I mean, every every human person at the end of the day is this unique word spoken by God, never to be spoken again. Right? I mean, as Pope Francis describes our culture, we're up against a, a throwaway culture, or as our patron Saint John Paul II put it, a, a culture of death. Uh, so, I, well, there's no doubt that these varying topics from varying angles will, you know, help people, um, you know, to approach these. Stop it, to, to build that culture of life. 
Yes. And for our listeners, if you're interested in looking and seeing where do you find information on this conference coming up April 2nd in Minneapolis, you can go to forlifeandfamily.org. That's F-O-R-L-I-F-E-A-N-D-F-A-M-I-L-Y.org. And look under the events section. So again, that's forlife and family.org under events. And you're listening to Father Randall Kiesel. I'm here with Dr. Roland Miare, the Vice President of Curriculum and Director of Shepherd's Heart, St. John Paul II Foundation. We're going to cut to a break, so stay with us more when we get back. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together towards success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. Just kind of from a priest perspective, an interesting thing about the homily is that, you know, liturgically, you may, there might be, you know, all sorts of disagreements or emphases in terms of what the content of the homily should be, but everybody agrees that basically it should be a reflection on the readings. So it's not always the place and time to be talking about things that really do need to be spoken about. It's not the the context. The intention is not necessarily every time that you uh, go to give a homily. It's not, you know, to explicate the the full magisterium of the church in in one area or the other. It's to foster an encounter with the Lord at Mass. Now, there's obviously teaching that happens there, um, but we need other means. We need other avenues, and Catholic Radio is a perfect opportunity to get the more nuanced approach, I think, uh, to teaching, to talk about some of the things that maybe even are more of a prudential judgment. There are areas within Catholic teaching in which you can have a, a legitimate conversation about the application of principles. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, the Executive Director of Riverview Place in Fargo. The blessing of our foundation built on faith and our sense of fellowship strengthens our sense of safety, security, and community. This is what the region has come to rely on at Riverview Place for the past 35 years. We'd love to have you join us. Call 701-237-4700 to set up a tour today or check us out at homeishere.org. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Radio Live. You're listening to Father Randall Kiesel here, broadcasting live from the Church of St. Michael, Pine Island, Minnesota. Great day our Lord has made. We praise and thank Him for His goodness. It's a beautiful day here uh, in southern Minnesota. We have with us a great guest, Dr. Roland Miyare. Uh, who is a native of Texas, lives in Sugarland, Texas, and he is talking with us about an upcoming conference that's to be held at St. Mary's University of Minnesota in Minneapolis. Uh, Dr. Roland, great to have you with us. Yes, thank you again, Father Randall, for having me on. 
Uh, you're welcome. And we're we're listening to the the conference. Really, is about a medical conference, and it's really about helping doctors, nurses, and anyone associated with the medical field to know the principles and the and what ought to be guiding the application of of medicine and the care of people in medicine uh, who need care and professional care. Uh, so, uh, so far. Uh, We've heard a lot about the different things, gender dysphoria, which is a huge problem now. And I know there'll be talk uh, in this conference uh, on sacramental and spiritual care and so on. Uh, but one of the things I see in this conference coming up will also be on the, the Hippocratic Oath. Uh, can you share with us a little bit about that, Dr. Roland, and what that is and, and what it means for the practice of medicine? Sure. Um, you know, at, at one point, right, it was common practice for uh, future physicians, right? I mean, to take the uh, the Hippocratic Oath, right? I mean, the the core of it, right, is this phrase which is commonly quoted, uh, you know, that is to help or or not to harm. Uh, now, at this point, many medical schools, you know, have moved away from the oath altogether, or they've uh, adapted it, right? I mean, to fit uh, the modern world, um, you know, it, and and so part of these. At all of our Converging Roads conferences, right, we have this, you know, Hippocratic Oath Luncheon, uh, and it's an opportunity where you know, the physicians and all the healthcare professionals, or just anyone who's present, right, I mean, you know, uh, reads a version of this oath, uh, you know, or an oath, right, that uh, is put forth by the Catholic Medical Association. Uh, and it mm-hmm. just affirms that commitment, right, I mean, to, to help and to not harm, right, to respect the dignity of, of human, the human person from conception to natural death um, and it's you know doesn't uh, we don't have to go very far right to think of, of ways in which you know physicians are doing the very opposite right violating that oath, yes. right and whether you think about abortion uh, at the beginning of life uh, you know you think of things relating to uh, in vitro fertilization right and the so-called mm-hmm. reduction of embryos right which is yet another form of the destruction of life or at the end of life right I mean you have uh, physicians, nurses, right, only cooperating um, in physician-assisted suicide. That's right. Yeah. Are, are there still doctors who take the Hippocratic Oath and take it seriously? Oh, a- absolutely. I mean, there, there are uh, you know, doctors who, uh, who, uh, who take this oath, right, and continue and, to, and to practice th- medicine, right, and seeking to, to heal the person, right, and if the person... Um, and I th- I think maybe to be more clear, I'm sure there there are many Catholic doctors. I think I know doctors who who take who've taken the Hippocratic oath and they do take it seriously. I mean, maybe my question is more accurately: are are there still say medical schools or places of medicine that teach medicine that will have their first principle that goal of the Hippocratic oath and and the the, the commitment of medical practice to be uh, in in the sphere of of that oath. Are there places where that is taught and emphasized uh, in our country or somewhere in the world? Sure, certainly. Emergency programs, and that's the case. Uh, I'm not, I mean, to be honest, I'm not sure, but I mean, are there any Catholic medical schools that are uh, focused in on practice? And that's a question I'm not sure about. I mean, there are nursing programs at, for instance, University of Louisville, University of Mary, University. St. Thomas uh, and other Catholic uh, institutions where I think they make concerted effort right, to form persons in you know, the terms of teaching in addition to uh, 
Okay. Very good. For our listeners out there, we're, we have Dr. Roland Millarde, who's the Vice President of Curriculum Director, Shepherd's Heart St. John Paul II Institute. We're talking about a conference coming up uh, called the Converging Roads Conference, Catholic Medicine in a Secular Society. That's going to be held on April 2nd, 2022 at St. Mary's University of Minnesota in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And for information on that conference, you can go to forlifeandfamily.org events. And you'll find that conference there as well as the great lineup of speakers. Uh, those who could be interested in going include doctors and nurses, um, medical residents, clergy and religious, uh, other students, and anyone interested in growing in knowledge of uh, the current landscape and applying Catholic principles, uh, principles of following our Lord to the various issues. And Dr. Roland, uh, back to you. What what do you see as perhaps some of the, the biggest issues on the horizon uh, that maybe you're concerned about or maybe other professionals in the medical field uh, foresee that we, we need to try to get ahead of or educate ourselves and others about at this time? Sure. And ongoing battles for issues related to the beginning of life. Um, and then, you know, there are certainly concerns for, um, you know, here for, for life at its, at its end. Um, you know, I worry about you know, more legislation, legislation that spreads, right? Legalizing the position of suicide and, and other states, right? Just the general assault, right? Once you, you know, Build upon this relativistic foundation that there's no absolute truth and God is eclipsed right, in the human, and then our dignity is threatened from all, all sides. Very good. Those, especially the end of life issues right now, that is a, a big one that is quiet. You know, as I think of kind of a there's a, there's a sort of a soft euthanasia going on uh, through. Uh, um, there's some really good services going on regarding end of life where it's dignified, but there's a, a soft one, especially if, if there's not, there are not religious principles being applied. So it's a mixed bag. I think families uh, who are faithful need to be aware of that possibility and be clear about their expectations on what they would want for the end of life care for relatives and loved ones. Um, any, any more thoughts on the upcoming uh, conference, Dr. Roland? We have about a minute left of our time together. Sure. Um, so the other thing that hasn't been mentioned is obviously the conference is in person, uh, but there is an option for those who want to participate uh, online. So I mean, if for some reason you're not able to make it in person or, you know, it might be a drive to go to Minneapolis, St. Paul, uh, be aware that there is an online uh, option available. Um, but above all, I right, extend the invitation to, to all people to attend this this conference and help us to build up a culture of life and civilization of love. 
Amen. Thank you, Dr. Roland. Again, you can find information right. at forlifeandfamily.org under events, forlifeandfamily.org events. Dr. Roland Miare, thank you for being with us, and we'll pray for your conference coming up April 2nd, and we encourage any who are interested and able to participate in that conference. And I'm going to kick it back to Therese here in the Fargo studio to give us an update on what's coming up on Real Presence Radio. Yeah, thank you, Father. So on the next Real Presence Live, that'll be tomorrow morning from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Nathan Sather is your host, coming to you live from the Fargo studio. He'll visit with Bishop Daniel Felton from the Diocese of Duluth about what we need to, what we need to die to so that we can rise to new life this Lent. And Teresa Tamio will join us to discuss the role of media in our family life. All that and much more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live. That's on Tuesday morning from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Back to you. Thank you, Therese. We have a lot of great things coming up in our face here. I encourage all of our listeners to continue to be immersed in those practices that nurture you, that feed you. At the very heart of it is love for our Lord. Whatever you will have for your disciplines in Lent, your sacrifices, let it lead you to love Jesus more. And, and sometimes it's the little things. It's the little things that make a big difference, such as uh, your alarm goes off in the morning, your first decision, kneel by your bed and you pray. Uh, that seems like a little thing, uh, but how important is that first decision of the day to give that to God and ask God to guide you through the day? Uh, if you uh, get into that habit, you'll see how big it is because you'll find the first decision will be oriented toward God. And then after that, perhaps when you think of going to Mass on Sunday, or perhaps if you're able on weekdays, can you arrive a little earlier so you have a little time uh, to spend with Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament, a little time to prepare for the glory of the Mass and be immersed in your heart to participate spiritually and in, in recollection. Uh, it could be a beautiful goal to strive for that discipline in Lent. Uh, we also want to think about ways of charity, going outward toward others, what sort of works of love can we do to teach or to give good example, to encourage even little things like a smile or, or a, a, a friendly greeting can go so much toward uh, uplifting people who we never know are experiencing anxiety, worry, or whatever burdens of the day might be there. And then lastly, of course, continue to pray. You know, whatever graces we need, our life is about grace and friendship with our Lord and our Lord uh, will never leave us wanting when we immerse ourselves in being focused upon Him who died for the love of us. I'd like to offer all of you my blessing and the love of our Lord to guide and direct you. The Lord be with you. And through the intercession of Mary, the Immaculate Conception, St. Joseph and St. Michael and our guardian angels and patron saints, may Almighty God bless you all, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And until next time, we'll pray for each other. Have a great day and a great week. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.